Welcome to episode 25 of Magic Woman Radio. In this episode, I'm bringing you a conversation with Alyssa Fry, an astrological life coach whose path took her from corporate accountant to full-time spiritual entrepreneur. Alyssa's coaching model is so unique and intuitive, and I absolutely love talking to her about how coaching and astrology can work together, and more generally, her philosophy of how astrology works and how it can help us to be our most authentic and empowered selves and actually create the life that we're here to live. So we also talk about how Alyssa first got into astrology and how she discovered how she wanted to use it in her own life. And we talk about other self-care and spiritual practices like connecting with the elements and archetypes and crystals and writing. Alyssa has some really exciting projects coming up this year that she shares about toward the end of this episode. So astrology family, witchy family, I know you're going to love this one. Let me know what you think over on Instagram. Enjoy. So Alyssa is an astrological life coach who empowers dreamers to live their most authentic lives through the practices of astrology, coaching, and connecting with the natural cycles of the sun and moon. Thank you for joining me for the Magic Woman podcast today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Awesome. Let's start here. What is your sun, moon, and rising sign? And which do you feel most connected to right now? Mm. I'm a Sagittarius sun, uh, Capricorn moon, and Cancer rising. And I feel like I'm really leaning into that Sagittarius energy these days. Yeah, like when I first learned about my birth chart, I really resonated with the Cancer side, but and the Capricorn side, and like less so Sagittarius. And now I'm just like leaning into the fire. <laughs> the fire I love it well Jupiter is definitely active this year so maybe that's part of it as yes. well <laughs> yeah very very awesome combination of water earth and fire that you have going on in your big three yeah so you merge coaching and astrology I would love to hear more about how these two modalities lend themselves to work together in your mind and why coaching and astrology fit so well together mm. yeah for sure I think so it started with astrology um I was not into astrology growing up like this was something that I discovered in my like mid-20s and got really into and like honestly I thought that astrology was silly until I realized like oh I'm more than just my sun sign like I have a whole birth chart and there's so many different parts of myself that I can explore um so that's where it all began for me but that was actually while I was doing yoga teacher training as well and I knew like in yoga teacher training I was like I don't know if I'll want to teach public classes, but I definitely want to teach people like privately because they just love one-on-one -on -one connection. So I feel like that's where it all began. And then when I started to like lean more into astrology, and then I just realized how powerful astrology is in like helping us discover who we are and accepting all of the different parts of ourselves that may get along together and some may not like there could be some inner like conflicts and challenges that we have to work through 
And I'm just all about people like owning their gifts. And I believe that we're all here with like unique gifts and strengths for a reason. And so that's kind of where the coaching comes in, where it's like, okay, you can learn about your birth chart, but like, how do we apply it? Right. So like my business is called authentically Alyssa for a reason. I'm all about authenticity. So it's very much like, okay, you can learn about your birth chart. And that's kind of the philosophy behind my work. And then how do we take what you've learned through your birth chart and your astrology and then apply it to your life so you can actually become the most authentic version of yourself and like create the life that you're here to live. Yes. All about aligning with that because our birth chart does give us this beautiful blueprint to the direction of our life, right? It's such a powerful tool. And like not to be underestimated, right? Like try it if you don't think it's <laughs> if you don't think it's real, like give it a give it a whirl. Yeah, that's that's yeah. so interesting. You weren't into astrology until your later 20s. What yeah. shifted for you? Was there one moment that you kind of remember that you were like, wow, this is really interesting? Was it discovering something about your chart or someone saying something in a way that just felt like the light went on? Yeah, well, it started when I was in yoga teacher training and I went to a full moon circle at the studio that I was training at. And I was honestly like, I have no idea what this is, but like, it sounds interesting. So I asked a friend if she wanted to go with me and she was like, sure. (laughs) So we went and that was the beginning of me like being like, oh, okay, so we can follow the moon cycle. And then I started questioning like, well, what's the difference between every new and like, I knew the difference between the new and the full moon, but then I was like, is every new moon the same? Is every full moon the same? And what I realized was no, because each, each new moon is in a different zodiac sign and each full moon's in a different zodiac sign. And that is like the differentiating factor when you're following the lunar cycle. Um, and then I just like went fully down the rabbit hole. I was so intrigued by like, like envisioning how the moon and the sun and the earth all move around together through the zodiac signs. And then the biggest piece though, was I was like, okay, I want to learn more about my birth chart. I wasn't at the point to get like a reading or anything, but I was like, I'm just going to do some research. So I looked at my chart and then I found this website that basically has like three sections where it's like sun moon rising and then you click on your sign and it gives you more information and it's pretty detailed um and I was like okay I'm just gonna dig into these three pieces and I read through the site and I was taking notes and I was like just amazed at how much each piece resonated in its own way and then it gave me like this little formula on how to kind of put them together and have this like saying basically at the end of it and I and mine was basically like I want freedom that's my Sagittarius sun I need responsibility which is my Capricorn moon and I will achieve it like achieve both by nurturing myself and others which is the cancer rising and I was like I'm meant to be an entrepreneur (laughs) that was my takeaway from all of that because I was like that's how I can create freedom And I'm responsible enough to like manage my own business and like I can care for myself and others through that. So yeah, I was still working in like my corporate accounting job at that time, but I was like, okay, 
I don't know how or what I'm going to do, but like, I'm meant to be an entrepreneur. So let's see where this takes me. <laughs> what an interesting takeaway. Wow. I love that from the sun, moon and rising. You can take so much away from just learning your sun, moon and rising. And that is a beautiful place to start diving mm-hmm. into chart, right? So what is your philosophy of the sun, moon and rising? Like, how do you explain those to people when they ask what they are? Yeah. So like the sun is how you shine or like your innate personality. But I always like to kind of give a caveat with the sun because I find a lot of people don't always fully resonate with their sun sign. And I felt the same way, which is interesting because we're like, well, if it's supposed to be like who we innately are and our core personality, like shouldn't I feel it more? But I think like just in society, we are not we are conditioned to not let ourselves shine (laughs) and astrology, like the Zodiac signs are every type of energy, right? It's like a full spectrum. And there are certain ways of being that are like not as societally accepted as others. So I think that that's why some people like don't fully resonate with their sun sign. And it takes a more like deconditioning to be, to connect with that. Um, but then the moon is your inner world. So it's not really what people see, but it's how you feel like deep down inside. And then the rising is like how you're perceived by others. So you may or may not like connect with it. Um, I personally did, but not everybody does. Um, cause it's more like how people are seeing you. Or I like to give the example, like if you were to walk into a room of people that you don't really know, like one, how would they, what would their initial impression be of you? But also like, what kind of like persona would you maybe even put on for yourself? You know, like for me with cancer rising, I'm very shy when I enter a room full of people I don't know. (laughs) So like maybe they perceive me as being shy, but also I kind of like come off as shy. Right. Thank you for explaining so succinctly. I love the way that you talk about the sun sign and how it takes deconditioning to allow ourselves to shine. I've honestly never thought about that and it makes so much sense, but I have always resonated with my Pisces sun. I've always felt like a Pisces, but then when I found out my moon sign, everything changed and I go back and forth. I'm like, I do feel more like a Virgo, which is my, my moon sign. And then sometimes I feel more like my Pisces sun, that both of them are such huge parts of, of um, my relationship with myself and then who I, how I feel about myself. But it's interesting that you're, you went to a full moon ritual and that was sort of the thing that helped you experience astrology. I always tend to think that it's like, discovering the moon sign or discovering more about the moon is kind of like the next step it seems from just knowing about the sun sign and reading about the sun sign it's like the the moon seems to be this the the second thing that kind of hooks people and yeah yeah because we like feel it like when you learn your moon sign you're usually like oh yeah I feel that one (laughs) yes huge it's huge and it's the part of us that we don't show other people but we feel all the time right so it is huge so what is what is the first thing that you tend to look at when you look at a birth chart so if a client comes to you and wants to work with you or you do a reading or something like that what's the first thing that you tend to look at 
I always look at sun, moon and rising, of course. Um, but then aside from that, I kind of let the chart guide me. Like I look at wherever there's like a cluster of something, you know, like I kind of am drawn to like, oh, this is an interesting, like this is a kind of busy area of the chart. So let's like kind of start there and then like move around and see how things are like, like the different aspects and how things are interacting. But yeah, that's kind of, I like to generally start with sun, moon rising, but then I kind of like zero in on the the places that are like, maybe you have a conjunction or like something interesting. Yeah. What's your idea about conjunctions and stelliums or clusters of planets in one particular area of the chart? What do you tend to think that means? Mm -hmm. Um, Usually I just think that it means like that energy is more pronounced. Um, Specific, like, especially if it's personal planets. So like well, sun and moon, of course, but then the personal planets are Mercury, Venus, and Mars. So like, if it's any of those, then it's like very personal. If it's more like, like I technically have a Capricorn stellium, but it's really just my moon and then like uh, Uranus and Neptune. And like, those are so far out that they're not as like personal to me. Um, So I really just, for me, I focus more on my Sagittarius stellium because there's a lot going on there. <laughs> right. Like all of my personal planets are in Sagittarius and my North node. So it really depends on like what is where and like what the yeah. combination is. Oh, totally. Totally. I always like to think about in general stelliums, a cluster of planets in a particular house or sign is just like a concentration of energy mm-hmm. and themes that the universe will make it really hard for us to ignore throughout the course of our that's kind of how I like to explain it for people so if we have a Capricorn stellium in the fourth house you know it's all about like really a lot of energy in the home life and a lot of opportunity to maybe step into our power and maybe be you know feel like a provider in that area of our life so that's kind of just how I explain it to people yeah but I love that you mentioned the North Node as well. That's one of my favorite points to look at in a chart. And that's actually, to be honest, like the first thing that I will look at, especially when doing this work, when people tend to want to know about destiny and purpose and things like that. So what do you look at when it comes to feeling more in your power and knowing what's next or knowing what to focus on or what someone should be in their purpose? Yeah, I like to... In terms of like what's coming next, they like to look at transits. Like, are you going to have like any big transits coming up? Like, are you having a a Jupiter return or like a nodal return or opposition or something along those lines? Um, Because I think that those are like really big times in our lives. And I get really excited when clients are like approaching something like that. I'm like, okay, this is going to be really exciting. (laughs) Yes, that is an exciting time. Nodal return, Jupiter return, super exciting. Mm -hmm. So how would you suggest that someone starts connecting to their chart or they don't feel like they maybe resonate with their sun, moon or rising? What would you suggest for that? My first thought is like, keep exploring because 
I find that in terms of the zodiac signs, there's a lot of stereotypes <laughs> around the different like archetypes and energy. And sometimes we're not seeing the full picture of like what this energy actually fully entails. Um, and I think that is when a lot of people are like, oh, that doesn't really resonate with me. Right. Like if they have an Aries sun or something and all they know of Aries is that it's very like reckless and spontaneous and like some of the, and like, I don't know, whatever other stereotypes there are. Yeah. And then like, no, it's actually quite like entrepreneurial and like initiate, like initiating. And like there, I like to really, of course, all energy is like on a spectrum and there are like higher expressions and lower expressions, but I like to really focus on like the empowering side of things <laughs> and be like, Hey, this is like the best expression of this part of your chart or like this energy that you have and like how can you lean into that more yes there are so many different layers to all of the signs and it's so important that we continue to discover more about them and look to other people to discover more about them or how does this play out you know in this this person or how does this play out in this person so yeah there's really no end to how an Aries can be in the world. Like my sister is an Aries and I would have never guessed it. She has 19 fire placements in her chart. And I'm just like, would have literally never guessed that. But fire energy can express in so many different ways. Something that I always think about connecting as well are like, I'm, since I'm a tarot reader, I understand that language so well. I always think about the emperor energy and like cards that are connected to the signs. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of like how I kind of feel into it by connecting with those archetypes in the cards. Yeah, I love archetypes. They're so interesting. Yeah. I don't know tarot well, but like really yeah. anything that you can use to like make mental connections and like remember yeah. them, be like, oh, I see. I understand. Like by all means. <laughs> Yeah. What other tools do you incorporate into your personal practice? I really like working with the elements. Um, so mm -hmm. like, of course that is a part of astrology, but just kind of like wiping away the Zodiac signs and just focusing on the elements as well. Like, yes. I, don't know. I always, I like doing a meditation where I like call in the elements, um, from like the different directions, I have like 23 crystals in front of me right now. I'm not like a huge crystal person. I just like having them around. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I like being like just in nature and connecting to the seasons and like the cycles, the sun and the moon and like just watching everything change over time. And yeah, really like following the sun and the moon is like my most grounding practice. Yes. Breaking it down to the elements can really, really simplify things and just make it so much more simple to understand. Yeah. I love that. I'm not a huge crystal person either, but I really do like having them around. They're so beautiful and lovely. And I do use them a little bit in meditation. Like there's something kind of grounding about having a crystal like on your heart chakra or on your third eye chakra or anything like that, just like kind of bring your awareness to it. But there's many different ways that we can incorporate um, the elements into our life. And it's such an important thing that we do as magical people, right? Especially if you're living in the city or um, even just, you know, living around muggles in general, <laughs> like connecting with the elements is so, so important to remember our creative power and remember that we are just as much a part of nature as, you know, 
a plant, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I look to nature a lot for like metaphors and <laughs> lessons and things like that. And like, even right now it's like mid summer. So between the summer solstice and the fall equinox, and I'm noticing like, cause I'm aware of it. So I'm noticing that like, oh, the sun is still warm. We're still having hot days, but like that morning and evening breeze is like getting cooler and I can feel the fall starting to come. Like it's not here yet, but I can feel it. Um, so yeah, I just love like noticing the little changes throughout the year. Oh, it's so magical. It's so magical. I am so looking forward to Virgo season. The harvest season is the most magical time. It is so transformative and yeah, just noticing the evolution of the seasons and how magical it is. Like you can just be floored looking at nature and how how much it changes and we have to allow ourselves to change as well and have seasons of our life and looking at nature is just a constant reminder of that and the moon as well right following the cycles it gives us a really beautiful framework for that so you recently moved out of the city and into more of a more of a rural or I guess more like a nature filled kind of yeah (laughs) have you really kind of um felt differently in your own personal practice since you moved out of the city how things changed for you on a spiritual self-care kind of level Mm. I haven't actually like I thought that I would notice more like being more in nature which I do love being closer to the water like I'm close to Georgian Bay which is amazing and like watching the sunset there and stuff but um yeah I think it's just like being in nature. um, I think I felt a little bit more connected to the lunar cycle when I was in Toronto, actually, because I was like up high in a condo building and I could see the moon more easily (laughs) than here where I'm living in a townhouse. Um, But yeah, it's definitely made a big difference in terms of like just easier access to nature for sure. Yeah. I, it's interesting that you say you felt more connected to the lunar cycle in Toronto, because I almost think that I kind of did as well, because I always noticed being on the streetcar, being on the street, how much you can see it reflected in the people around you. Like during a full moon, people are acting a fool. And during a new moon, the energy is lower. And it's really interesting to see that reflected in people around us. But there's nothing like looking up at the, the beautiful moon and stars in when you don't have, you know, um, buildings around you. But there is something so magical about doing that in the city as well. So it's just a whole different experience of, of your magic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what's coming up for you that you're really excited about that you want to share with people? Um, well, I just launched my new website, which was a big project and I'm very happy about that. Um, and I'm very excited that I'm actually going to be participating in a multi-authored book collaboration. So that will be published in the fall in Scorpio season, which is like one of my favorite times of year. (laughs) Um, so that's really exciting. I've never been like, I've never been an author before. So that is really cool. Uh Yeah. Um, I love to, sorry. Can you share a little more about that or is it a secret? Yeah, no, I can for sure. Um, I would love to hear. I, 
I've had a blog, like my blog is how my business started. Like I just started sharing like health and wellness stuff as I was doing yoga teacher training. And then it turned into what it is today, which is my business. Um, so I always love like sharing through writing. Yeah. And I've always known that like, I'm going to write a book someday, (laughs) but I was never like, like, it was never like, Oh, now's the time. Like I was never like trying to do anything about that. Um, but I got approached in Gemini, like by the, around the Gemini new moon, um, by somebody who was like looking for people who like work with the moon cycle to be authors in this book. And so, yeah, it's called lunar wisdom and I'm going to be writing a chapter, just sharing my story with like working with the moon and what that means to me and how I got into it. And then there's also going to be like a, another section where we share like practical ways to like integrate that work into your life. So going to be writing a section for that too. So it's very exciting. That is so exciting. That is true goals. Yeah. (laughs) And so much, so much will come from that. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. Um, so yeah. And then I'm running a retreat in the fall as well, actually, at the same time as the book's going to be published um, under the Scorpio new moon, because it is also a solar eclipse this year. Um, So I feel I'm just like so excited. It's going to be so transformational, like the energy in general. And then like also this experience that I'm creating. I'm very, very excited about it. Wow. That's going to be a major time for you. Yeah. (laughs) You are going to be lit. Yes. What house does does Scorpio rule for you in your chart? Uh, My fifth house. Okay. So (laughs) it's power, shining your light, showing up, making new moves in the world, opening your heart. Yeah, exactly. Wow. How appropriate. That's so exciting. So I would love to pull a card for you if you're open to that. Yeah. Okay. Do you, you have a choice. Would you like tarot or goddess oracle? Um, let's go with tarot. Okay. Do you have a question that you want to ask today or an area of focus, or do you just want to do a general check-in with the universe? Um, let's do guidance for the rest of the year in my business. Mm-hmm. All right. I can't believe that we are almost three quarters of the way through 2022. I know, right? Yeah. So let's see what needs to come up for you. We have the Knight of Swords. You are making moves for the rest of this year and really exploring the power of your word and not underestimating, being called to not underestimate how much you speaking your truth can move you forward. 
with the night, the nights and the tarot are all about that sense of momentum and being on a mission. And the source is all about the, the, the mind. So really thinking about cutting through uncertainty, cutting through the bullshit around you and moving forward towards what feels true and speaking your truth and very much about keeping your eye on where you want to go and really just, you know, moving fast, if that makes sense. How does that feel for you? Mm, Yes, I love that. I actually, I've been working with an astrologer recently and she was like, your energy is so fast. And I was like, really? Like as a yoga teacher, I feel like I'm trying to like slow down. She was like, there's nothing in your chart that (laughs) says that you should go slow. Like you just need to go fast. (laughs) Wow. Your mind moves really fast. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What's your mercury? Sagittarius. Okay. Big picture. Visionary. What house is it in? Six sixth house grounding big ideas (laughs) (laughs) day-to-day life wow yeah that's that's a pretty quick movement efficient mercury yeah and mars is there too so (laughs) So a lot of energy there a lot of power very knight of swords yeah really really moving moving into a a beautiful time of of generating forward momentum and um it doesn't need to be perfect as well that's something that i think about with the knight of all of the knights really um not about you know so much about even the details right now it's like that might even kind of like make you feel a little bit held back in a way but it's just about getting things out and moving moving that energy through you and like letting letting in what feels good yeah exactly yeah I'm so excited for this rest of this year for you thank you me too what do you want to leave people with is there any anything that you want to leave people with um I think just like the power of self-discovery, like whether astrology is your thing or not, like find whatever excites you and like resonates with you and just like get to know yourself. Because like I said earlier, like I believe that we're all here for a reason. We all have unique gifts and things to share with the world and to do. Um, And yeah, just like get to know yourself and like create the life that you desire because it's possible and I that's all I want is just to see like everybody living their most authentic life that like lights them up you know and that's different for everybody so yeah just like get on the journey of (laughs) of figuring out what that is for you and, and bringing it to life the world needs more lit up people absolutely so where can people find you um, I'm mostly on Instagram at authentically.alyssa. And then of course my new website, authenticallyalyssa.com. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the magic woman podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much. This was awesome. There are less than two weeks left of summer. My friends, it is time to set our intentions for fall and winter 2022. So if you could use some support with that, then my new email course, Harvest Sessions, 14 Days of Magical Journaling to Open Your Fall Chapter, can help you 
to right your way out of summer and into fall feeling clear on where you are headed. So sign up for Harvest Sessions to get daily astrology-inspired writing prompts delivered to your inbox from September 10th until September 22nd, which is fall equinox, to help you get clear on your fall vision and intentions. You'll just need a journal, a working understanding of your birth chart, and 10 to 15 minutes per day to commit to your writing practice. The link is in the show notes.